Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes, and you're listening to episode 230 of the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today, I am going to be sharing with you, I think, something that could actually be revolutionary for a lot of service-based businesses. And so stick around for that marketing tactic. But first, I want to uh, answer a question that came in about how to differentiate yourself from lower-priced competition. So before we get into that, I want to say a big thank you to today's sponsor, which is Gusto.com. As we scale up for spring, a lot of service-based businesses coming into summer, a lot of you are hiring new people, and if you're not hiring them correctly, filling out the correct paperwork, getting them on benefits, making sure you secure them long-term, this is super important. So Gusto allows you to give the confidence you need to give your employees by having them have a dashboard, being able to track their deductions, track their vacation time, their benefits, and things like that. It's a fantastic tool. And like I said, as we scale up, like we're right now, every two weeks we're having a career fair at our office and trying to hire at least one person from each career fair. And so from the people that show up to the people or people that apply to the people that we actually hire, it's like 20 to one. And so when we get that one person, they aren't an easy find. Like we've invested a lot of time and resources to get the 20 to apply and then to get that one person. So whether it be giving them cash bonuses or giving them benefits or higher pay, whatever it is. And Gusto is a very, very economical way to add that extra layer of value to your employees and keep them long term. So I highly recommend Gusto. Go to gusto.com slash bootcamp and get a free quarter, free 90 days where you can try out their software completely free. This is only for the listeners. If you go to their website, gusto.com, you can see more about their features, but you're only going to get a month trial. So go to gusto.com slash bootcamp and get a free 90-day trial. Check it out today. All right, so let's jump into this. I want to make today's episode a little bit shorter than usual. I've been going a little bit long recently, but I wanted to talk, I wanted to take one question uh, that came in from the website. And as always, if you have a question on how to start, grow, or save your business, make sure you go to businessbootcamppodcast.com and in the contact page or in the apply page, there is a form that you can fill out and it basically asks you a few questions. Number one, uh, where where your business is at? Are you in the start, grow, or save phase of your company? What's your gross revenue? And then you are able to leave me a question. And so this question came in from Benjamin and Benjamin had a question that said save as far as the business stage and literally two or three percent of the people that fill in this form use that that level and so when people do use that level of save and they're not in the start or they're not in the grow phase of their business I definitely give them attention pretty quickly um, or at least I try to uh, definitely get back to them because obviously they're in some sort of plight or there's something wrong they're the company they feel is going down and so Benjamin writes in, I'll read his question here. It says, uh, hi, Mike, I have a security technology service business, alarms, cameras, etc. I'm having trouble competing on price against other lower grade products. How can I increase my sales and educate people why and how the cost is worth it? I know there are a lot of variables and your advice would be greatly appreciated. So first of all, before I give you some, some, some tips and, and things that I would recommend here, I would say... In general, and I'm not saying this specifically for you, Benjamin, I would say in general, we have to look at these technology businesses and ask ourselves, are we in the long-term game? Are we in the place where this technology is going? Or are we, are we still playing in where the technology has always been, but it is changing quickly? Uh, the reason is because, for instance, like 
security cameras, they are getting more and more simple to install. They are getting much, much better as far as quality. Like you can get HD cameras for uh, less than a hundred thousand, a hundred bucks for hundred. I mean, like HD security cameras. Uh, their their technology for in infrared, so like night vision is much much better. Motion sensitivity is better. So these security cameras are going. You know, they're it's getting much more technologically advanced and simple to install. Now, now that being said, we just had to get a whole bunch of security cameras for our, our shop, and it is not always easy to install. Um, it is a pain. Uh, the network stuff can be a pain because we got wireless ones. And so we have to wire it through, like, we have to connect it all through Wi-Fi. And it was, that was a pain. It wasn't working for a while. I got it finally. Like, I figured it out. But, like, it's not always easy, especially if you have your own hard drive, your own server, and it's backing up on the hard drive and the video and things like that. And then how do you actually see that? Like, do you have a monitor? And then the tracking as far as... If there's motion sensitivity and being able to then look at those, view those. So like it's kind of it's it's not the easiest thing to do. So that being said, this is what I'd be saying. Benjamin, I would I would make sure that you are differentiating yourself by being the service provider for all of the new technology. What I mean that by that is yes, there's gonna be greater you know, you say you say you're having competing on price against other lower grade products. Try to get out of the product business, I would say, and try to become the service provider. So allow people to buy whatever products they want, whether it's a moto and they're paying, you know, sixty, seventy dollars per camera, or it's some super high class three thousand dollar camera and a fifty thousand dollar security camera system in their home. Regardless, I would focus more on you being the installer and the person that gives them ongoing support. So I'd be selling packages like installation of X amount of of X amount of rooms costs X amount of dollars, regardless of the type of system uh, complexity, um, or as far as their cost, not complexity, but cost. And then I would be giving them an offering them a certain dollar amount per year where you come back, like a, a, like a basically a visit back to their house, and it is going to be for you to optimize and change their needs, uh, change the, their cameras because people's needs change. You know, for instance, if they have kids and the kids move different to different rooms or if they uh, build on an extra part of the garage or they make it, you know, they move their furniture around, they are going to need their cameras adjusted. They're going to need them optimized, tuned up. They're going to need their hard drive cleaned things like that. So I would be the service provider. I would not be the tra guy trying to sell the products. I think a lot of times when the, when it comes to technology, people are so constantly wrapped up in trying to sell the, the product, trying to sell the technology, when there's more money to be made on the servicing of that product, the installation, the, the, the ongoing uh, you know, updates, things like that. And they forget that there's a huge market for that. So if I were you, Benjamin, I'd be focusing on the installation. And you're you're saying you're, 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 how can I increase my sales and educate people why and how the cost is worth it? Uh, I don't think any like it'd just be very expensive for you as a one man band to educate people on the value of trying to install a system that's ten thousand dollars versus a thousand. Uh, the reason for that is because the company that is massive and selling the $1,000 product, 
the $1,000 cameras uh, system, they are going to be spending millions of dollars educating the customer on why their system is 99.9% as good as the $5,000 system. So um, I wouldn't be going down that route. I wouldn't be, coming, be trying to be a security camera salesman as much as regardless of what type of system they get, you are the guy that everyone turns to to set up the system, connect it to a Wi-Fi network or connect it to their hard drive, and then two, be the guy that comes back every year it's already recur it's recurring revenue so if you can get you know 300 customers to ins you install their system and then it comes you know they you come every single year and uh, upgrade their system even if you made that visit free that annual visit free i think that'd be a great move because you get back into their feedback loop try to get uh, some referrals, ask them who's building houses that they know or just moved into a house, like th that's valuable. And then two, I would be asking, I would, the reason it'd be good to do free is there's chances like they did do a renovation or they added another room or they are going to be building a house next month and they want more services. So trying to stay in contact with those people by having that annual service, I think would be very, very valuable regardless of whether or not you charge for it or if it's free. Uh, I think a lot of times people think that their business is a one-off. They think it, you know, they sell the cookie and then the, and then the sale is complete when really you can sell the cookie and then follow that person to get them to come back for lunch the next day. And then you can sell them, uh, on getting a coffee for the morning and then you can sell them on bringing their office staff in for uh, an evening meeting. So there's so different, many different ways to upsell and keep a customer and change them from being a one-time customer to a recurring customer, which really where the money is at. And so, uh, that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently is how do you, how do you take the low hanging fruit? You've heard me talk about before, uh, the the warm leads versus the the cold leads, and I have I have a couple different things that I've been thinking about recently. Number one, I've been thinking a lot about keeping the customers that are within your database warm, keeping them warm, and then trying to sell to them more. And so the reason I talk about this is because so many times, especially in my industry landscaping, people get a customer and then they do work for them or they get them on mowing route or whatever it is, and then they forget about them. They basically just wait for the customer to contact them when they need service. The problem is that is if a customer doesn't do service with you for six months, 12 months, they, they literally have become cold again. They've gone from a warm lead to a cold lead. And it's our job, our responsibility as small business owners to keep those leads warm. How do you do that? You stay in touch with them. You constantly are reminding them of your services, of your products, of what you can offer, what needs they have that you can fulfill, um, what kind of pain points that they're having that you can take away. You've got to constantly stay in their mind. And the reason for that is because they're the easiest ones to sell. If I get $1,000 from a customer, the next $1,000 to try to upsell them to a $2,000 product is so much easier than trying to go to someone that has zero, that has never spent money with us, and trying to convince them to sell 1000 and what that means is you've got to focus on your existing customers and how do you upsell them? How do you give them more of your services? How do you make them come back more frequently and pay more when they do? And so one of the things we've been doing a lot recently is monthly newsletters. And so this is going to be like, for instance, Landscape Business Course where I teach people about landscaping. Um, you know, When I get the new, the new website, it's going to be set up. The, this is going to be a big part of it is 
this monthly newsletter, keeping people updated, having a vlog where you keep track of, you know, you do the behind the scenes of your business every single month you're uploading to that. It's on the newsletter newsletter at the very bottom uh, to keep those in, those customers engaged. And every single month you can adjust based upon the time of year what your offerings are. And it's not always got to be a sales hook. It's not always got to be uh, you're trying to sell them. It can always just be educational or even just about local news, just keeping them informed, letting them know what's going on. But for instance, for landscaping, you know, when it comes time for winter, I should be sending an email about snow plowing services. I, and, you know, come spring, spring, spring cleanups and mowing is coming up. And then dead of summer, you should be talking about removing your lawn and putting in landscaping instead. So you don't have to water and mow it and all of these other things. Cause now it's dead and people don't want to water, spend hundreds of dollars a month watering it. So I really believe that we've, as entrepreneurs, because we always want the next new thing. We want the next better, greater customer. We're always looking for the new customer. How do we market? How do we get more customers? When really, I think if we just took a step back and looked at the customers we had and really determined to mine them completely and get as much out of them as possible, and I don't mean as far as taking advantage or manipulation, I just mean I think that they have more needs that we than we give them credit for, and we are always constantly going after other new, exciting customers. When in reality, our current database would give us an enormous amount of of work and more, uh, more, more revenue and more product, product like being able to install more products, more cameras, etc. By staying in touch with them more. So I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Uh, so that being said, I want to go real quickly though to a tip that I want to give to people like Benjamin that we are just about to start here. And so this year is really really a different year for us for our, from a marketing standpoint for my business landscape. Uh, you know, landscape business course where I teach a lot of this stuff, and usually on that podcast is where I talk more about my tactics. But um, you know, this year with Augusta Lawn Care Services is a little bit different for us because every single year I kind of focus on a few different things as far as marketing. And so, you know, when you step back years ago, it was Google AdWords and, uh, you know, print marketing was our, our main things, two things. And we did some trade shows and things like that. Then as we progressed, like literally last year was all Facebook ads. That was like where it was at. Facebook ads was where we did all of our advertising. And now, strangely, I'm kind of going like in this weird direction. It's almost like I'm going backwards in one regard. But I really think that as the market, as the, the the masses of people get more and more tech savvy and more and more into the tech world, I think the non-tech world of marketing is actually going to start to kind of reemerge because it's going to be uh, so novel to get a letter in the mail or to get a handwritten letter. And so I think it's really cool. And so we're kind of in this weird thing. We're still, you know, I'd say this year, our biggest two things are going to be Facebook ads and then handwritten letters and uh, stationery and things like that. And so the reason is because, you know, I still think Facebook ads drive revenue. And if, I, if we do them correctly, and we're pretty good at it now. So like, I think that that works pretty good. But then this, this other thing is like using, for instance, when someone asks for an estimate, they are setting themselves apart from the other millions of people that could be marketed to by, at, by basically raising their hand and saying, hey, I could possibly use your services. I should really double down on that person. I think people don't give even their leads enough enough uh, attention. And so we send them intro packets, information about the company. We are we really work on the follow-up process, the automating the emailing to them, making sure that they have any all their questions answered, really spending time on the leads. Um, another thing too is, is once we've done work for an individual, a big job, we now send handwritten thank yous. 
uh, and we send thank yous to people after the estimate from the estimator. So the estimator that meets the person, they send a handwritten thank you card with a picture of the team and their business card. Uh, and basically, we are going backwards in time. We are sending out handwritten letters and uh, in the mail, and it's very, very old school. And I think the reason I'm doing that is because it's going to start to stick out. You know, back in the day, you know, 10, 15 years ago, a Facebook ad was lower priced. You know, Google AdWords, same thing. It was lower priced and it stood out more because there wasn't as much proliferation of digital advertising. Now, with it being in everyone's face, everyone's on it, having a piece of mail show up at the door that's different or has a different color package or is lumpy mail, so like there's more than just, you know, cardstock inside. Uh, is, is is like that that is cool now and so the the, the what we're doing now too that the re- the most recent thing we're doing and this is the t- the thing I wanted to share with people like Benjamin so Benjamin I would say that you're installing these security cameras a lot of times for new houses or when people buy a house and then want a security system installed if they are used to having security systems when they get to a house that doesn't have one, that's the first thing they do is install a security camera system. It's very rare for a homeowner to have a security system and then go to another house and not get another security system. Uh, it's also same thing with landscaping. Like it's very rare for a lo- someone to have a landscaper and then when they move to then not get another landscaper. It's just rare that they would go back to mowing their own lawn. It's rare that in you know in the case of Benjamin here that that someone has a security camera system at their house and then when they move, they don't get a security camera system. And the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of people, a lot of service-based business could really take advantage of this thing I'm about to share and that is going after fewer leads but concentrating on them more and making sure they're targeted. What I mean by that is what we are doing is we are going to Zillow so you go to Zillow.com. You get, Zillow is where you can see all sorts of houses that are for sale, for rent, all of this. And everyone's probably gone on their website before to see houses that are for sale in their area or try to find a place to rent. What you can also do on Zillow is you can look at a tab called Recently Sold. And this is live, up-to-date, very up-to-date as far as when houses are actually being sold. This is when the title is being uh, is, is literally being signed. And so what we are going to do is every single day, our office assistant is going to go through that list in our area and is going to send those addresses information about our company and all of that good stuff. However, they are also going to become a value to this this person that has moved into our area. Uh, think about going into a new area. You don't know a lot of things and you need to, you're trying to look for people to depend on, whether it be neighbors or maybe you have a couple friends in that neighborhood. If you're new to that area, you don't know a lot of the things that the common uh, locals would know. Things like, who's a good mechanic? Like, there's some really shady mechanics out there. Who's a good one? Um, who is uh, a good resource for like, sorry, who? What's the best restaurants? Where's the best restaurants in town? Uh, who's the best hairstylist? Those things are things that people that are new to your area want to know, need to know, and are looking for people that would share that information with them. And so what we do is we send information about our company, but we also send them an eight and a half by eleven letter that shares things with them about their local area. 
like I said, who's the best mechanic? And these are all suggestions based from our employees and our team. And so they develop that trusting relationship with our team because we are giving them valuable information as to who they should be trusting for a handyman and for a mechanic and for a hairstylist. These are things, these are people that these these customers have to trust. They have to trust the mechanic. They have to trust the hairstylist so they don't mess up their hair. They have to trust the person that's going to be giving them food at the restaurant. So if you can give them value and give them uh, these referrals to these other companies that you know are going to give them a good quality experience, then they are then going to look at your company and say, well, you know what? I need services from this company. Then I am go- they've helped me and give me these referrals and giving me these objective, uh, this objective feedback on these other companies that I need in my area and really welcome me to the area nicely, I'm gonna give them a try. And so I would really look at your business and ask yourself, can I sell to new homeowners? And if you are, if you're in a very small geographical location, like this isn't gonna work for a, a, if you're selling online products around the world, this is or around even the country or even around your state. But if you're geographically uh, kind of bound to a certain county or a certain city or a certain like small town, this is something you absolutely can take to take advantage of because there might be five, ten new houses sold every every day in your area, and those are e- you can easily you know market to that number of people. You can't market to thousands of people of if you're like in Seattle and there's hundreds and hundreds of transactions being done every day. It might be a little more difficult, but if you're of a smaller demographical uh, region that you're you're targeting, then I think this is a valuable, very valuable way of differentiating yourself. You're going to offer them value. You're going to put yourself in a league of an advisor because you are giving them valuable content. You're not asking for any sale. You're just informing them. You're welcoming them to the area. You can do a handwritten letter welcoming them to the area, giving the suggestions of where you think they should be going for their their car and their hair and their food and things like that. And it's gonna put you ahead of the others. So you asked a question, Benjamin, how can I increase my sales and educate people and how and why the cost is worth it? Uh, don't focus so much on the cost part, focus on the value part. So remember, as long as value exceeds cost on the scale, if you have a scale, as long as value exceeds cost, then a transaction takes place. People focus so much on the cost side of that equation and trying to reduce their cost and stay competitive when they need to focus more on the value that they're providing. How professional? Are you doing follow-up services? Do you have referrals? Are you doing and you're welcoming to the area and giving them referrals to other companies? Uh, the this this is the value side of that equation of that scale. And if you can pile up stuff on the value side of that scale, the price becomes irrelevant. And so that's what I recommend you doing. You can increase your prices, increase your margin, and thereby even have greater customer service, hire better people, and it continues on the snowball effect. So again, thank you all for listening. Um, I I appreciate each and every one of you for listening and your attention. Uh, I hope that it helps. I hope that, that it gives you a little bit of an idea as far as talking about how to compete with lower grade products and how can you take warm leads and sell them more instead of trying to create take a cold lead and turn them into a warm lead. Like you want hot leads. It's a whole lot easier to make a warm lead hot than it is to make a cold lead warm and then hot. So think of it as the customer database that you have right now. Stay in touch with them them more. Send them newsletters. newsletters, Stay with them in touch. Send them videos. Create content. Create promotional, uh, you know, 
offers for just your existing customers. Make it an exclusive club, something that they want to open in their email box. I promise you it'll pay dividends. So thank you again. My name is Mike Andes. You've been listening to Business Bootcamp Podcast. Email me or go to our website if you have a question on how to start, grow, or save your business. I'd love to help you out. Again, Mike Andes, LandscapeBusinessCourse.com. Check that podcast out. But today's Business Bootcamp Podcast. Until next time, be great because nothing else pays. Bye.